Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We're in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Okay, yes. so here's the show. Yes. Joe Biden's destroying the world now. Yes. We're done. That's, That's the show. See you tomorrow. We're all wrapped up. <laughs> so thanks for listening to We're in Rima on KTSA. You know, we were just talking off the air about singing songs. You got what song? You Kevin Cronin stuck in I your head, right? I got Oreo Speedwagon Kevin stuck. Cronin. I can't help this feeling yeah. any longer. And you said, what? Why do you have? Why do you always got to get a crappy song stuck in your head? Why can't it ever be a a cool song? I got freaking Oreo stuck in my head. Because you come out every day with a song stuck in you. Every day you have a song stuck in your I head. I wake up with a stupid song stuck in my head. I think my wife whispers it in my ear at night just to do this to me. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Well, it's uh, we could psychoanalyze you and find out why. I don't want no psychoanalyst going on here, okay? <laughs> okay, fine. That's what I thought I'd offer. And take all day. I told you that what I do is is I always sing these songs that I love. Right. Like from old school stuff. Right. I'll never forget, Sean, when Elvis, 50,000, what was it, 50, 50, million, uh, can't be, 50 million fans can't be wrong. It's the one with him on the cover of the album in the Golame suit in a, like, a, like <laughs> right. 25 different pictures of him in the right. Golame suit. So our living room over here on Jolene, we had a tiny little house, about a 1,000-square-foot house. Right? right. My mom would have her friends over there in the living room, and it had a sliding door from my bedroom to the living room. Wow. I would slide the door shut. We had one of those huge stereos with the two speakers and the TV in the middle of it from 1960s. <laughs> Didn't everybody have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a piece of furniture. Right. Basically. Right. And I would put on that album, and I would grab a broom. And I would slide out there a la Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise was even born. And I'd throw that door open and I would sing all those Elvis songs for my mom and her friends. <laughs> That's very And cool, I have man. all of them stuck in my head, man. Yep. They're there forever. So what are you doing, you criminal? You outlaw? I broke the law just now. I want to admit to a crime live on the air. Uh, and if you all want to, Javier, if you want to come, if you can take a break from trying to bust DeSantis. You can come on down here and arrest me if you have to. I just done broke the law. Don't bring cuffs because he likes that. Go ahead. Well, only on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the left turn signal at Wurzbach and Eisenhower. Harry Wurzbach. Harry Wurzbach mm -hmm. on Eisenhower. All right. This is a classic problem with that light. I know because I've been turning there for 100 years mm -hmm. working here. Mm -hmm. Okay. I sat through one cycle. I sat through another cycle. Sat through a third cycle. That light's not working. It ain't going green. Uh, so I had to turn on red when everybody was gone. I made an illegal turn on red. No, not the light's not changing. Because you it wasn't changing, you and I couldn't, I couldn't stand to wait any longer. They're breaking the law. They're not breaking the law. They're breaking the law by not having that light working correctly, and it's, we're going to call them out on it right now. It's Nuremberg's fault. That's right. You, you know, did this twerp? to me, man. You made me break the law, Ron. You twerp. Get that fixed, pal. Now, let me tell you something. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on because he's suing the state of Texas. Oh, yeah. What is, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that. Yeah. So Luke Combs, I want to mention him real quick. Yeah. We talked about, and then we'll get into the Biden hates America stuff. Um, <laughs> Luke Combs, 
I'm loving this guy more and more all the time. We talked about fast car, Tracy Chapman, all right, the people. Right. It's racist for him to do that because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's making more money, and she's loving it. It's really a cool song. He does a good job on it. So right. I come across this video of a concert he did this week, and he's getting ready to do that song, and he calls this little boy up on the stage. Now, the kid must be Sean mm, 8. Wow. And he's wearing this shirt. My name is Connor, and my wish is to meet Luke Combs. <laughs> and little Connor is standing up there oh, on the wow. stage next to Luke Combs, and he's in a panic attack because he's meeting Luke Combs. Right. Not only that, but about 50,000 of Luke Combs' closest friends right, right. are staring at that'd him right little, now. That'd make you a little edgy. Yeah, a kid. yeah. So the kid's got this look on his face like, oh, my God, you know. And they lower the microphone in front of him, and Luke Combs comes over and gives him a high five, you know. And uh, he kneels down next to him, puts his arm around him, and says, his favorite song is Fast Car, so I'm telling Connor right now, you're going to sing Fast Car to all these people. And Connor was like, oh, my God, no, no, no. So Luke said, okay, I'll sing it with you. So he started a cappella. Luke Combs started Fast Car. And the kid jumps in, and they did it together. Oh, that's cool. What a moment that kid will never forget. The the cream de la cream on this is the kid has got leukemia. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Leukemia patient. Oh, my God. And so – I got to tell you, man, ever since, and I've shared this story many times on the air. This happened back in the early 1990s when I was morning man over at Star 93. And Huey Lewis was coming to town. I had a dad call me and said, my son's got leukemia. Right. He's a huge Huey Lewis fan. I don't know. You guys are bringing him to town. Is there anything you can do? Get something autographed. Right. I said, I don't know because I never know how these artists are. Right. We go down there. We get uh, Huey puts together a box of stuff and he signs it all, and he took the harmonica out of his back pocket and si- the one oh, he was going to wow. play in that show. Right. He signed it and put it in that box. Goes to the daddy. The daddy takes it to the hospital, and I get a letter a few months later, and the boy had passed away. Right, right. The boy had passed away, but it, it, it Huey Lewis lightened his life there toward the end. And you got Luke Combs doing the same kind of thing for people. I just wanted to call him out this morning and give him a high five because he caught a lot of crap over Fast Car last week. I'm sure that oh, Fast Car God. controversy didn't bother him at all. No. But look at what the man does, man. That's awesome. Good well, good you know, him. a lot of people out, a lot of these celebrities, you know, they're they're charging for autographs at this point. That they, they, they don't even stop for autographs anymore because it's too much of a bother for them. Right. Uh, and then you got a guy like this. So well done, man. Yeah, that was cool, you know. And, and a kid in that situation. You know, you know what? Actually, to a certain extent, uh, little kids, I think, almost handle that better and differently than grown adults. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it still doesn't mean it's not horrible, right? <laughs> for what they're facing at that age, man. We used to do with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society here a radiothon every year, right? And kind of like what we do with Jimenez, right? We do a radiothon every year. And, man, yeah, you get to meet a lot of those patients and their families, and it's tough. They're courageous people, those kids, Really, seriously. Texas police sting results in 28 suspected child predators arrest, 10 children rescued in this case. This was over in Montgomery County. They found out that 17 people from 17 states uh, were running this operation with 28 suspected child predators, 10 children arrested. This goes back to Sound of Freedom. Right. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Ballard, the guy who the movie is based on, uh, he said, and he agrees with us, that the U.S. government is the biggest child sex trafficker on planet Earth. 
Well, yeah. He said, I don't know if they're doing it wittingly or unwittingly. He said, but they're doing it. And what they're doing is 85,000 children presented themselves at the border, most of them under five years old, and they were uh, handed off to, quote, sponsors. No background checks, no follow-through. So these kids are completely gone. The government has no idea where these children are or what's happening with them today. And they don't care. And they don't care. And uh, Tim Ballard has has left the underground or the Operation Underground organization that he started, or that he spearheaded, because he's started a new organization. Something about tip of the spear, where he's bringing all of the organizations together now to go rescue these Good. kids. Well, let's be about it then. Isn't that great. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, it, it's again, like I said yesterday, it's great that the movie is having this impact, yeah. and that something's apparently going to happen. Uh, sometimes that's what it takes, you know? So the fact that we, that he, the fact that human beings do this is mind boggling and I'm really glad it is. Uh, but the fact that we continue to allow it to happen, uh, in the government. Yeah. I mean, how do you argue against the idea that the government is the biggest sex trafficker on the planet when they've opened up the border completely and utterly, even to the uh, extent, as you say, we're we're actually sending uh, federal guys down there to cut the uh, barbed wire so so they can get in, and they're bringing kids in twenty four seven. Right, and and our government, for all we know, is putting uh, putting kids with pedophiles on buses and sending them wherever the hell they want to go, and maybe right to Washington D.C. Probably to what used to be the swamp, it's now the sewer with methane gas coming up off the sewer. <laughs> Because that's what Washington, D.C. is now. And you right. know there's very, very uh, powerful people in, in those positions who are up to their eyeballs in this there and in, in, in Hollywood and all these other places that that's exactly what's happening to these children. They're getting caught up in that. And it took a movie like Sound of Freedom to blow that wide open so that everybody's eyes would be open. And here we are prosecuting a war in Ukraine which there's probably reasons for Joe doing this, and blackmail's one of them, and we'll talk about that in a, in a little while. But all that money that we're dumping in the war over there could sure rescue a lot of kids here. Well, yeah, yeah. one payment to Ukraine could probably yeah. rescue a whole bunch of kids, yeah. you know? I mean, uh, it's not going to be high-dollar expend- uh, expenditures like like fighting a freaking war that nobody should be fighting. Yeah. So you know, again, it's we're living in upside down land. Totally. I mean, uh, everything uh, everything that's good is bad, and everything that's bad is good. Yep. And our current government is not only you know assisting traffickers, but I, I suspect somehow funding them. The biggest consumers in since this is the biggest consumer of this, our country. Yep. I would submit to you that Hollywood and D.C. are probably the biggest hot spots for this in this country totally how because I you know what it. they're the only people that have the money and the resources right. to do that kind of thing totally totally what i've been saying is that when you look at dc they have the power right they have right. the money too but they have the power when you look at hollywood they got the money and the means to be able to pull this off well and, and certainly these guys who are these hollywood producers all these years that have been exposed now right you cannot go through life thinking that there's not guys who are doing that to little children out there as well well, yeah, and you look at what Dashton Kutcher said in his testimony, Absolutely. and the thing that was most disturbing to me was just the term, I think he called it sex holiday, Yeah, where these guys basically get a kid for a week in some other piece of crap country, and they fly out there, yep. and they have their week, then they fly back. You know, only people with a lot of money are going to be able to do that. Some guy working at Circle K 
Is he going to be able to do that? How did Epstein do it so efficiently with his island? It took a lot of money to fly those guys. A lot of money to fly those guys down his island. By the way, kind of interesting that I don't remember who it was that said it the other day. It might have been Rand Paul, but somebody said, gosh, who said it? Anyway, I don't want to attribute it to Rand if it wasn't him. Uh, that 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 picture, that painting he had of Bill Clinton <laughs> in the blue dress. Oh God! When you open the door to his penthouse apartment <laughs> in New York, and there was Bill sitting in a blue dress. He said that was Epstein saying to Clinton, "I got you by the you know what, big boy." <laughs> Probably. I got you. So is that shocking? Yeah. No, not at all. And actually, that would be Epstein. One thing, the other thing we know about Epstein is he had an, a ma- he had a massive ego. That's right. So That's that right. would be perfectly him yeah. to do something like that. Like, hey, look at that, pal. The Rand Paul thing, I, I, I misjudged on that one. The Rand Paul thing was a comment about Fauci he made the other day uh, perjuring himself. Right. And then mysterious circumstances, Rand Paul's campaign headquarters in Kentucky burns to the ground. The oh, next I didn't day. see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that odd? Man, the Germans are kicking climate change protester ass. They should be. I think it's great. I want more. A couple of, we have, well, we, we have these uh, these folks. Who are they called here? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Let's Generation. Uh, and they're climate weirdos. And they come out in the orange tra- you know, traffic vests. And they sit on German highways and German towns. Uh, and they glue themselves to the pavement because they're a-holes. <laughs> And the Germans, uh, folks who are just trying to get to work, are sick of it. Uh, there was a woman who dragged a chick by her hair off the road so right. she could get where she was going. Last week we talked about Last that. Last week. Yeah. Now you have a trucker who got so pissed off, he just dragged the guy with his truck. Yeah. said, you know what? If you're not going to move, I'm going to move you for you. Yep. you know, I just drove, man. Yep. You know, and I, I look at it's. I look at crap like that, and it, it, whether you believe in the climate hoax or not, okay, uh-huh. I know plenty of people that believe in it. They're not gluing their hands to the asphalt uh-huh. on a major thoroughfare. All right, right. what do you think you're going to accomplish? Nothing. What? See, well, what? First off, they know they're not right because nobody is going to look at some stupid Germ- German hippie with his hands super glued to the street and say. That's it. It's the final straw. All right. We're imposing climate change regs everywhere. Well, it's the same. You're not going to accomplish anything. No, it's it's like, like throwing the bags of pee at the, at the, yeah. at the Monet's. The, the paint. Or the, they're, yeah, they're, you, know. They're, you know, they're ruining fine works of art with paint. Uh, last week, we told you about how the Walmart heiress was out in her yacht. Oh, yeah, so she has a yacht. Big whoop. She's, her, her, She's daddy, rich. her daddy started Walmart. Give me a break. She can buy a yacht. Yeah, and that's <laughs> right. Good on her. But they took a bunch of paint, threw it all over her yacht. They were screaming about that. And what I said last week still holds true today because it was right after that woman grabbed that, that chick by the hair and pulled her eyes like, oh, yeah. <laughs> or a car oh, got wrecked. Oh, yeah, that's great, yeah. So, but, you know, the, the, they are, uh, and, and Jimmy will tell you, I was talking about this because I, I feel strongly about this. Go ahead. They are epoxying their hands to the highway, and the guys coming out there to remove their hands are having to take fingers off to get sure. their Great. Great. Let them walk around with a couple of nubs. Idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. They, they, they uh, got up on top of this airplane, this private, like, jet, right? Like a yeah. John Kerry oh, yeah. would have, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, got his, <laughs> they got on his jet. They threw paint on it, standing on the wings, and then they epoxied their hands to the fuselage. You know what? Take off. Just take off, Take buddy. off, That's baby. your choice. But again, stuff like this, this kind of street theater, extreme street theater, okay, you'd have to be a complete dumbass to think that you're having 
any kind of impact whatsoever. You doing that is not going to accomplish what you say you want to accomplish. Nope. You know what it's for? Your stupid TikTok videos. That's what it is. It's for your stupid online posts. Uh Look at me. Look at what a climate change warrior I am. That's right. I, I destroyed a Van Gogh and glued my ass to a street. Because I care. Well, you know, one, it's a total ego trip. One That's thing you keep in mind about this. These, these are nothing but but a bunch of Marxists who went through the, the worldwide upper education system, right? And they right. got ta- taught Marxism. The, everything that they're attacking is wealth and capitalism. This is not about the – they don't care two, you know, two craps about the environment. It's not about the well, environment. Well, no. They're, they're protesting people of wealth and of means, and people who have something, and they're protesting capitalism. They're a bunch of little Marxists. Well, and if they lose a hand, <laughs> you know, or maybe their you. lives, oh, well. Well, they're even crummy Marxists. Yes, so they are. I mean, how are they going to accomplish the great state if uh, doing it this way? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, nah, nah, a nah. decent Marxist does what our people do and works within the government. <laughs> i tell you what. Give me the keys to that aeroplane, and I'll solve that problem once and for all. Absolutely. <laughs> There you go. Take it off. Biden's Department of Justice, you know that fine organization, and they are headed up by that wonderful, outstanding, upstanding citizen known as Merrick Garland. Oh, Merrick Garland. What a completely shady and mediocre piece of crap he is. So they're going to now sue the state of Texas sure. because of our little uh, sporting activity we have going on there. <laughs> Just when I was going to sell tickets, uh, sporting <laughs> activity in the Rio Grande. And uh, these little floating buoys that we've all seen on American Gladiator, and I think I rode one at Sleaterbond back in 1986. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, the Biden administration is saying, that, hey, that's a, that's a humanitarian crisis right there. You're creating a humanitarian crisis. Merrick, you're a humanitarian crisis. Right. <laughs> well, Joe is, right? They are. Because Joe created the humanitarian crisis known as all these people that are coming here. Right. He told them to surge the border. I'm going to give you a phone and free health care and $800 cash when you get here. Plus, you can live anywhere you want to in the country, and I'll fly uh-huh. you there. All you got to do is get here. So, y'all, come on. Come on. And they came. Hey, uh, hey, you can make your way also by selling a couple of kids along the way. So exactly, good, man. Exactly right. Yeah, put them into sex slavery, and hey, you're sure. golden, right? Yeah, that probably gets you a little extra cash from Joe right. if you put them into sex slavery. So uh, now they, you know, they're upset that, that Abbott has done all this. And, and Abbott was late to the party, but he's doing the wire, and he's doing the, the containers, and now he's got these floating things out in the river. And it has nothing to do with a uh, humanitarian crisis. It's trying to stop a humanitarian crisis that Joe started. They're going to sue him for doing their job. Yes. Because that's their job. Correct. Their job. One of their number one responsibilities is to protect the borders of this country, man. It's their, frankly, arguably beyond making war when we need to make war. It's their number one priority. Huh? So he's doing their job and they're suing him. Excellent. He, now, here's how I look at all this stuff now. Now, first of all, Joe is suing the state of Texas to help illegal activity. Okay? Yeah, that's the well, first thing. Joe wants to increase illegal activity because that's what he's suing for. He wants to take that down and remove all the barricades so that more people can come in here illegally. And there's only one reason in my mind from here on out because all this bribery stuff has been proven to my satisfaction. Somewhere along the way, Joe and Hunter and crew all involved, 
they're making bang. They're making bucks somewhere. Well, they're making. I'm sure they're making money. I, I think it's even more insidious when you embrace the idea that one of the major reasons they're also doing this is because those brown skins are so stupid. Once we get them in here, they'll vote for us forever as long as we get them the right to vote. I mean, it's money and politics. Politics and money. You know, which is uh, you know always been the the, the couple of pillars of, of you know bad behavior by by elected officials in this country it's it's money and politics sure, sure. They're, they're trying to they're trying to import a voting block sure they are to make red states blue like texas that's why they're flooding texas with these people sure where do they send them they send them where they send them that send them to dicey states in uh, in a political campaign where they have to have the vote so yeah. i you know but I, I, look here's the deal this whole bribery thing's been proven enough to me. Okay, I get it. He he he's on the take. Oh uh, yeah, he's Joe, Joe does nothing. Yeah, Joe does nothing unless he's going to make money out of it. So he's crashing our energy sector because all that business is now going to China. Well, we know the family got a billion dollars out of China. There you go. We know that China owns them. Yeah, um, I think Zelensky does too. Peter Schweitzer made a great point last night when he said. One of the guys that works for Zelensky in Ukraine was in the room when the bribes were made to to O'Biden. So he goes back and tells Zelensky, you got this boy over a barrel. Because he, you know, you, he was able to be bribed by Burisma. Right. And so now you can go to Joe and say, send me all his cash and all his bombs to do this war. And he can't say no to you because you know about the bribes. I'm telling you about them right now. Peter Schweitzer brought that up last night. Look, it, uh, it seems like half the Eastern world, uh, in a sense, has a picture of Joe Biden in a dress hanging on their wall. Correct. They own his ass. Yeah. When you are a part of funneling millions, tens of millions of dollars into the coffers through these LLCs of, of the president of the United States, former vice president, and his family, you own his ass. Yeah, that's right. He pretty much has to do everything you tell him to do. So we were talking off air a minute ago, and we'll, we'll cover this topic more in depth a little bit later on, but our first thought, yours and mine both, <laughs> when Obama's chef died tragically drowning. By the way, today is World Drowning Awareness Day. Prevention day, right? Weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. But anyway, uh, the first thought was, what did he see? What did he say? What did he do? Our first thought wasn't, oh, that's tragic. Our first thought was, well, what did he? Do? How did he screw up? Yeah. And so, <laughs> what does that tell you about our faith in our government, man? Well, well, see, and that's the way I look at the at the Bidens now, right? That I believe everything that they do is motivated by money. Now, other than him sniffing little girls, that's uh, that's motivated by something else. But when it comes to you know his policy decisions, to me, it's all motivated to, by his his family making money now. So I can see a scenario just like what did the what did the chef see or say? Uh -huh. I can see a scenario in my own head. Don't know if it's right or not. Cartels are not happy because the border shut down. They can't get their fentanyl in here. It has definitely slowed down their human trafficking. What you know what we've done down there. So, hey Joe. We need a lawsuit. We need you to get. We need you to get those barricades taken down. It's really crimping our style, baby. Well, there's really no other explanation for a lot of this stuff. You know, I mean, you can sort of layer on top of it the usual standard socialism bullcrap when it comes to, you know, uh, gas heaters and all this crap he wants to do there. But ultimately, you look at a guy like Joe Biden, he has been enriching himself since the day he became a senator, since he got into politics. I think it's just a matter of course with him. I, I don't think he thinks about it one way or the other. It's just what you do. 
But unfortunately now, because of all that, he's owned. He's owned by all these people he's been getting money from. I think you're right in the sense that Joe Biden likes to see himself as kind of a mob boss and I'm the big guy. But he's not. Oh, no. He's actually a freaking stooge. Yes, he is. Who is uh, and Hunter is a stooge. Right. Because everybody that interacts with him from the international level or from the level of a government, they know exactly what they're doing. We pull this <laughs> off for these idiots, and we own the American yeah. government. He's, he's not. He does not intimidate them at all. No. It's, it's the other way around. So, no, when I say he's the Don, that's in his own head. Oh, definitely He, he looks is. at I that mean, hierarchy as I'm in charge of this. Yeah. I got the pinky ring. And, you read, you read you know, the transcripts of the hunter and i got my old man sitting here it's oh you've been watching way too many mafia movies okay buddy and as far as own your ass and this is the way i look at all this banning of stuff that he's doing like gas stoves as an example Right, right. right get rid of all the gas stoves he's on the take in my mind the way i believe it he's on the take from an electric stove manufacturer or manufacturer somewhere along the way are funneling money to him somehow Prove me wrong in this stuff is now what I have to say. I, you, you know? I mean, I would trace all this crap back to China because they're a well, huge manufacturer of all this new green technology crap. Now he wants to go after your ceiling fans. Of course. Now he wants to go after your dehumidifier of in your course. home. All these things that are in your home. And the only thing, I, your washing machine, the only thing I can figure, uh, the reason for him doing this has nothing to do with the environment. Your ceiling fan is not hurting the environment. No. Get off that. That's stupidity. What he wants to do, number one is control. In China, if you don't mind they turn your power oh, off yeah, they just yeah. turn it off if you don't do what they tell you to do they just turn it off he, that's that's number one but number two joe's making bang somewhere hey joe i just got a new electric nose hair trimmer you want to <laughs> regulate that too it's probably killing the earth pal need to get some regs on nose hair trimmers you know he will because you know that's a lot of wasted energy and it's killing the earth it's coming and every time i trim my nose hairs that's right he better do something about that. Get on that right now. Well, you just you've just given him another thing to go after. <laughs> if he can find if he can find Listen. another nose hair trimmer that he can make money off of, he will. <laughs> Listen, not a joke. We have solar powered <laughs> nose hair trimmers, pal. Hey. Okay, you don't have to use all that energy to get your your schnoz clean. You have to stand out in the sunshine just right at the right angle to get it to work. <laughs> it is July twenty fifth. Man, damn, this summer's going quick, isn't it? <sighs> It's going really. It's going to be Christmas before you blink, man. So life is hauling butt. Uh, yeah, it is. July twenty fifth. It's Merry Go Round Day. Ding, ding, you like Merry Go Round? No, not anymore. Used to back in the day. I used. To, I, I'm one of those guys that if I I'm fifty five, I'll still get my ass on the Merry Go Round. But what I used to do is run really fast, getting in going circles. Real fast. Oh, 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 run really fast to get on it, and then jump on it, <laughs> and everybody would hang on to right. see who could hang on and who would fly off. Oh, wow. it was great. Oh, you mean the one in the in the uh, in the par- in the uh, yes, playgrounds? Oh, yes. I was talking about the carnival one. Oh, I still ride those. I love those. Oh, man. yeah, I still get on a horse. I get me on a horse and ride around in circles. So. Hire a veteran day. That's a good one. That's a great idea. So if you know a veteran who needs some work, give him a job, man. Give her a job. Give them a job. Now, this is probably one of the most Caucasian holidays possible. There there really is nothing whiter than this. White supremacy coming. White supremacy alert. It's National Wine and Cheese Day. That's it, exactly. (laughs) Is that not about as honkified as you can get? That is totally honky. I think my ex-wife, she subsists on wine and cheese. Yeah. She's nothing else. Maybe a little asparagus mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, <laughs> Just she dip it in the wine. <laughs> no, that would be uncouth. Yeah. Okay, right. that's what the little people do. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Ooh, oh, you're not bitter at all, are you? Uh, no. He's not uh, bitter about the babe, is he? No. 
Just don't bring a <laughs> plate of wine and don't bring or bring a wine and cheese plate to me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just want some damn street tacos. Right. Uh, it's air conditioning appreciation week. Well, every week in Texas, boy, I tell you. So if you're feeling a little warm right now, here we go. Just to make you feel better. You feel cooler? That's weird. Anyway, that's all I got. So okay, we got, uh, so we uh, mentioned still. earlier that it was a <laughs> it, it, it is World Drowning Prevention Day, and yeah. it's kind of interesting on that too. I got a couple of things here. A team sure. of scientists just picked up a grant from the government of Australia, and their thing is to uh, teach a cluster of brain cells how to get along with AI. They te- they taught a cluster of brain cells yeah. in a petri dish, just a cluster of brain cells in a petri dish. How to play the video game Pong. They taught a bunch of brain cells yeah. how to play Pong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're looking at self-driving cars, autonomous drones, delivery robots. A number of projects around the world are looking to merge humans and machines. I mentioned this series that Nancy's watching right now on Picard. Right. Where that's the whole premise to the series here, apparently, is this whole idea you're not going to be able to tell the difference between humans and machines. There's a new study out this morning. In fact, Fox News had it on that uh, people it, 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 AI is mimicking humans are doing better posts, human posts, than humans are doing. <laughs> More human Let's, than human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is. I just wrote it down. New study says AI posts on social media are more human than humans. Yeah. That's what I wrote down here. That's weird so, because that, that's a – I think I've told you in the movie Blade Runner, there's a corporation that makes these – these hu- these these robots that you can't tell the difference between a human being and a robot. There are certain tests you have to give them yeah. to be able to detect it. Right. And the tagline of the corporation is more human than human. There you go. And we're there. We're there. It's here, man. It's it is happening in, in our. It, it will happen before you and I are dead. That this is well, the deal. I'm, I'm kind of glad that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't like as we always say. I'm kind of glad I ain't gonna have to live in this world, yeah. man. So the other thing is Whataburger, based in San Antonio, announced yesterday their first digital drive-through lane. It's going to be a no be- fun. They're building. I know they're building it at B Caves Road right now in Austin, which I'm very familiar with. My sister-in-law lives there, and uh, so they're building this thing that is uh, basically they you order it on the app. You order your number one on the app with your shake, and they put it in a digital lock box. <laughs> and you drive up in the car. There's Excellent. no seating in this restaurant. You drive wow. up in the car. It's a little, looks like a Whataburger, but a smaller version. And it's in the lockbox, and you open the locks box. I like going to, have you done it at Little Caesars? Yeah, well, no, but I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah you right. walk into Little Caesars, and they got your right. pizza to go in the digital lock right, box, right. And, and you type in your number and take your pizza out. Well, it's like the it's like the Amazon lockers that you pick your stuff up. Yeah, at, you know? yeah, I mean, yeah. Walmart does it. Walmart. I, yeah. I, you know, I combined with the artificial intelligence crap. First off, all you snot-nosed nineteen-year-olds who seem so put out uh, working your gig at the Whataburger or the Circle K. Good luck. Your days are numbered. All right, be happy you have a freaking job. And you combine artificial intelligence with a lot of this stuff, I fully expect somewhere down the road that we're just never going to leave our homes. We'll be stuck in our homes and living uh, some kind of virtual bullcrap life in the Matrix. 100%. You know, and that'll be that. That'll be the end of the human race. Happy so, happy Tuesday. No, I was talking to somebody about that uh, at, um, at the football game the other day. Right. We were having this conversation about going shopping. Right. And I said, you know, it's such a pain in the rear right now to 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 the heat and getting right. out and digging through all this stuff. 
when you can go online and literally in no time at all on morphine in your hospital room <laughs> or drinking a beer next to my pool, you can have stuff, and they bring it to your front freaking door. Yeah, and you know what? It shoots off some pleasure centers. People, when you get stuff, that one of the things that Amazon excels at is getting it to you fast. So it's like Christmas morning, right? The stuff just starts appearing on your doorstep, and it shoots off the uh, little pleasure centers, lights up your head. But you know what? I, I like human interaction. Well, me too. I like going to a store and shopping and sure. seeing other people and then having another human being ring you through. I like that, and I'm sad that it's going away. It is, and what's going to happen is when you go to have that human interaction, it's going to be a robot. There ain't going to be no human you're gonna interaction. You're going to go to Dillard's, and you're going to be looking at the shirts and the ties, and that's going to be a robot you're talking to about the ties, and the robot is going to measure your inseam to make your pants. Well, I, That's what's going to All human interaction will deal with artificial life in some way, shape, or form. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's and it, and I think it's it's a little spooky, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I I don't know if that's a healthy but thing. When, when it comes to like uh, fast food, the have you noticed the fast the new fast food places are shrinking because fewer people are oh, yeah. going to the fast food place to eat. They're picking it up and they're taking it home or whatever. But, so I fully think that a lot of them are going to be that you go pick it up and you get out, and the D- place going to be tiny. Look at Dutch Brothers; they're popping up everywhere. There's no seating. It's sim- It's strictly drive-through, and and I guess you can go in and buy it at the counter, but there's no seating. You're seeing more and more places with restaurants with no seating. It's all carry-out and drive-through and delivery. I go back to uh, Little Caesars or uh, what's the other one? The the uh, Domino's. Or- Domino's. Yeah. Where you can walk into the counter. Or they'll bring it to you either yeah. way. I think a lot of that. I think Whataburger's going to do that. Chick-fil-A is going to head that direction. They're all going to go that way. We're just going to totally lose the whole idea of being social. Yes, sir. <laughs> In the human experience, and man. It goes it's back just going to, bye-bye. It goes back to what we talked about yesterday with church. Yeah. And it's going to be very important to involve yourself that way. You know what I'm doing? I'm drinking lots of water because <laughs> it's hot outside, so I'll be drinking lots of water today. <laughs> you know what I did yesterday? What? I drank lots of water. Did you drink lots of well, water? it was hot. It was hot. So yeah. I make sure when it's hot that I'm drinking lots of water. Make sure you're drinking lots of water when it's you hot. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Drink some water. I'm going to drink a whole lot of water because it's going to be hot. You well, know? again, drink lots of water when it's hot. And make when, sure when the weekend gets here and I'm out on a motorcycle riding around drink, or in a poo, you know what I'm going to do? Drink some water. I'm going to drink a whole lot of water. Very cool. I am. Do you remember, because I, I know you're old enough to remember the days when we didn't hear about people falling over dead from blood clots in their legs and <laughs> yeah. lungs. We didn't hear about that, did we? It didn't happen, right? No. I mean, the occasional one-off every once in a while would happen. Right. But, it, you know, a lot of times back in the back in the olden days, like uh, five years ago. Right. Five years ago. Huh. uh you would have them like it would be some, I don't know, older and sedentary somebody get a blood clot in their leg, and shake loose and go up their lung. Well, no, certainly not some young person with nothing nothing on their medical records at all other than they're healthy and they're athletic and yeah. all of a sudden they have some major cardiac event. Well, or you're a Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter by the name of Tori Kelly who I just watched a fantastic interview with uh, one of my favorite preachers, Greg Laurie, oh, with yeah. her. And, like uh in 2019, she won the best gospel album, best gospel performance. She's in the hospital fighting for her life right now. Wow. Having done a perfectly healthy young lady. Yeah. What is she, 30-some-odd? Jeez. Low 30s, maybe, 30, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere around her. And she's having dinner with her friends and, pow, falls over 
and they find massive amounts of blood clots in her legs and lungs. Does she pass? Is she... No, she's oh. alive. She just fell over. Right. She's in a hospital right now. Wow. She's in and out of consciousness. They got her on all kinds of blood thinners and everything else trying to, you know, save her life. Veteran Brown's wide receiver, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Marquise is 32. Specimen. If you were to see him without a shirt on, you're like, that's impossible naturally. Uh-uh, you know, something. But he's now having to sit out all the football stuff right now because his legs and right. lungs are loaded up with blood clots. The other night, we're watching ESPN. I wasn't watching it live because I care less about ESPN, but I see it on video. And there's the guy doing the pre-show, pre-game, pre-match. Uh-huh. And, you know, they stand there and they talk about, in tonight's match, we expect this. To, you know, the right. guy stand there doing that. He just falls over. Boom. <laughs> right on his face, you know. Um, I remember when that didn't happen. I remember the days, and so do you. Because we're old enough to remember two years ago <laughs> when... When the world was different. (laughs) You didn't have high school athletes in this perfect specimen of a body as a young 16, 17, 18-year-old athlete just fall over dead on a football field. It didn't happen. I think they did a number on us. Yeah, did they ever? (laughs) Did they ever? My thought is I believe this has something to do with the vaccines. Me too. I don't care if you want to call me a QAnon weirdo because I don't even know what QAnon means. Whatever. But they did a freaking number on us somehow, man. You cannot introduce something into the human body that has not been tested. You don't know what the long-term effects are. And, yes, one thing that's true is you've had a lot of young, healthy people just falling over dead over the past couple of years. I, Come on. Uh, it's the only thing that's different was COVID. It is. It is. And I don't care if people call me. I, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not. I took the stinking vax. I regret it now. I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have had more of a uh, intestinal fortitude where <laughs> well, I would have said, you go to hell. I ain't taking that stuff like so many of my friends did, right? But I took it because I wanted to make sure we were able to work and do the things we needed to do. And we had some traveling we had to do for the travel company. So I took it. And I, oh, crap. Anyway. So here we sit today, and you just wonder if you wonder if you have a ticking time bomb inside your body. Well, I, I, who knows? I know. You know I mean, uh, I look. It didn't do a damn thing for me. Yeah, you and, and you look. You look. Uh, you look at uh, uh, a lot of the fallout from the COVID days, as far as kids, grown ass adults, and mental health, and addiction, and depression, and all that stuff. Domestic violence numbers went up, child abuse numbers went up, divorce numbers went up, and you look at all that fallout that people, frankly, are still dealing with. I mean, at least one part of it landed my ass into the hospital, you know, and and you say, was it worth it? What was the rolling of the dice on a vaccine that very obviously doesn't work like a vaccine? You called it a therapeutic, and that's, at best, that's what it is. Yeah. And yet all of the fallout on people's lives from this crap, I mean, it, it, there's no comparison. You know what it is? And uh, probably, I, I did. I called it a therapeutic because I thought it was. it's not doing anything to prevent you from getting no. it. It may help you feel better while you got it. I'm not even believing that anymore because people are getting as sick with with it as those without it at this point. You know, and it's it's a psychological therapeutic. It, it is. It is a psychological and, and, therapeutic. And if you're asking yourself if the powers that be knew this, ask yourself how many of these people were out there doing all the crap that they told us not to do. How many of these people didn't want to take the vax when it was Donald Trump's vax? 
magically, once there's a shift in leadership, the vax is, if you don't take the vax, you're killing people. A, now I got to go lump Trump in with this. They really didn't know what the damn vax was going to do. No idea. None. Uh, but everybody had to have it. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you got the, I'm thankful I didn't do any boosters. I just did the initial yep. two shots and that's it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they just put a, in our bodies. A telltale sign for me was when Joe Biden was doing a stand-up town hall after he was president right. with Don Lemon, and Don said, I took the vaccine. and Joe looked at him with this fearful look <laughs> on his face. He said, are you okay? Are you Are you?" <laughs> Are you Jimmy, okay? Jimmy, you can you can pull it up. It's it's wow. it's, it's on YouTube. He he looked at me. But you, you, you're you, you, you're all right. You're you're okay. God. You're okay, aren't you? And Don Lemon said, Yeah, thank you. I, mean, I, I was fine until you just looked at me that way. <laughs> now I'm not too sure. But they they have done this to us. And the 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 crime of the century was how they all the people, all the doctors, all the authorities, all the researchers who were saying, Do not take this. Do not. It causes blood clots. This is going to rearrange your DNA and your RNA in your body, and blood clots are going to form in your body if you take this. They were all taken off of Twitter and Facebook. Remember? Yeah, well, there was a, a coalition off. of doctors and researchers that signed a letter. You remember that? I they, do. And they offered it up to the Congress yes. or offered it up to, the, uh, to our government saying this is not we we are not seeing the science on this we're seeing quite the opposite and they were called weirdos and conspiracy theorists and, and the usual thing but i i think the original crime against humanity happened with the introduction of the virus into well, humans sure, sure sure and then the secondary crime against humanity were the vaccines and all the crap they force people to do that's right and we don't know. We we're only we're not we're barely out of this thing, so we really don't know what the long term effects are. Well, there's talk out there already because if you remember Joe, back when he was still semi coherent, he uh -huh. gave a press conference where he said we need a lot of money because we need to be working on the vaccine for the next pandemic. He said there's another one coming. I just watched that video this yeah. morning. It was like a year and a half ago. There's another pandemic coming and. Somebody is calling it the COVID MERS, co, co MERS, or something. Oh, it's COVID and MERS put together, but it's going to be thirty five percent worse than COVID ever was. Excellent. I don't care. I'm not taking any more. You shots. Well, you they can have your shots and stuff them where the sun don't shine. Trey, they got another election to cheat, so right. I, I, I suspect an outbreak will occur sometime before election day. <laughs> I just, I'm old enough to remember because I'm older than two years. Oh, I'm older than three, and I'm older than five. And I'm old enough to remember when people weren't falling, perfectly healthy human beings were not falling over dead from blood clots. And every time I look at this stuff, I, that, that, that's firmly what I believe. Yeah, that's and, I, 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 and I still have kind of a reaction at this point when I'm walking through the HEB or the little Walmart and there's people with their masks on. You know what's even more insipid is when you see a couple and only one of them's wearing a mask. I know. You know like, what, what the hell do you think you're doing? Or the you know the typical you know, driving in the car by yourself. There's nobody else <laughs> in that car. I see that, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I I got to hand it to In and Out Burger because they all of their employees have to take masks off, right? Unless they can prove from a doctor, not just a note, they have to have physical proof from a doctor that they have to wear a mask. Now I was telling you, I have a very close friend of mine. I've known her since uh, before elementary school, kindergarten, and she's she's having to wear one wear one right now because of health complications, right? Lung health oh, yeah, complications. Well, That's fine. It's a totally different deal. My mother-in-law has been wearing a mask as long as I'd known her because she has all kinds of respiratory issues and there the pollen go. gets high and she's wearing a mask. She's always worn a mask. But, I mean, 
the other people are just this is they're just they they're stooges they're drones they've been taught they're pavlovian dogs they got to put the mask on you know what that is to them it's a again psychological therapeutic it is like the vax signifying nothing if you went to see oppenheimer or barbie covid's gonna kill you okay (laughs) just so you know there's gonna be a covid bump Because all you little people went to the movie theaters this weekend and did their double feature of Oppenheimer and Barbie, and COVID's going to kill you. We have a guy who obviously is feeling somewhat irrelevant these days. God. Uh, this guy, Peter Hotez. Yeah. Uh, he's a doc. He's one of these medical guys who's a contributor for CNN and MSNBC, came to prominence, or he saw a lot of it, you know, him during COVID, one of those dudes that they pull out and... Give us your expert opinion and all that crap. Right. And I guess he's feeling a little, you know, lonely and unappreciated. And so he made sure to come out and tweet, not to be a Debbie Downer, dot, 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 but anyone worried about a post-Barbie box office COVID bump <laughs> or a post-Oppie? We'll probably never know. No one seems to be keeping track of such things anymore. Keep up with your boosters and find a pink N95 or KN95 if you can. I get thought that, that was get funny. Get that damn mask on. Yeah, I thought that was funny. You know, yeah, a post a pink bar- mask. A pink A Barbie <laughs> mask, yes. A Barbie bump in in, in COVID. Yeah. A Barbie bump normally means that her and Ken didn't have protection. That's but, right. you know, I... Could have been. Are you worried? Are anybody out there? Look, you, if you want to take, if they want to come out with a new strain or some new pandemic-y type thing, all right, I think this time around, apart from the useful idiots who are still wearing the masks, you'd be real hard-pressed look, to, you, you'd be a really hard-pressed to get people to go back to that. Well, look, here's the deal. Our, our country, the, uh, nothing divided our country like COVID. Okay? Oh, God, Because yeah. you, you actually got to see with your own eyes the political division. Sure. You saw the liberal wacko weirdos that draw the, drive the Volvos with the long gray ponytail. <laughs> they were the ones that were wearing the mask in the car by themselves. Because why? Because Anthony Fauci told me to. Dr. Bobblehead said I needed to wear a mask, so I'm going to wear a mask all day, every day. Even when I sleep at night, I'm going to wear a mask. And the rest of us went to hell with that. I'm going to live my life. <laughs> right, I'm right. going to live my You know what they did in 1917 with the, with the Spanish flu? You do, of course you know because we talked about it two years ago. They buried the dead and they lived their lives. They yeah. lived their lives and buried the dead. That's what they its, did. It worked its way through. Correct. That was also a naturally occurring pandemic. I don't believe this one was naturally occurring. No, but see what happened with the Spanish flu. It's still around. It's still around. <laughs> well, it's yeah. COVID's still going to be around. Well, you know? and remember we called it coronavirus because <laughs> yeah, right. that's what it was. Right. And you could look on your Lysol can and see prevents coronavirus. Yeah. So don't tell me that. Point being, yeah, that you, I think you'd be re- it'd be really difficult to pull that one off again. Not not again with the Stooges who are fine with the you know that see it as a political statement. Look how I'm saving lives with my mask on at the yeah. frozen food section at HEB. Right, you're always going to have those idiots walking lockstep behind you, and that in and of itself is fascinating because they're predominantly people on the left. These are people who pride themselves on their intellect and their education. Uh, and in times previous, these were the people who fought the man and questioned authority. 
But when they're the authority, oh, my God, they follow absolutely without well, question. But, see, that's what they use that for, though. They said, well, the rest of you are just stupid rude. Right. We're the ones, the intelligentsia. We know that a mask will protect you. No, we're we so smart. We know if you get this fax, <laughs> you will not. Remember, they kept telling us, you get the vax, you will not get it. I, there's another compilation that I just saw a couple of days ago of uh, Rachel Maddow. Oh, God. And how many times she said on her show, we know for a fact if you get the shot, COVID ends. COVID stops right there with you. Remember? Uh, Remember? Yeah, I wish she would stop. Ron, Ron said you're committing murder if you go out without a mask. You're committing murder because he was the smart guy in the room. He was the intelligentsia. The rest of us were stupid. Now look who's dumb. Yeah, they well, are, you know. And remember that stupid TV show he and the judge did every single six thirteen. What a joke that was. So yeah, you could roll out another pandemic, and the same actors will be right there with their masks on. Ron will be out there saying, you know, grousing about how we can't ticket this away or jail this away and put people in the in a cage because they're not, you know, staying six feet apart. Right. Those people would just go right back to it. I don't think you're getting America to go back to that. Though. I'm not going to. And, you know, no. if I go home again and do the show from home, it's going to be because I want to. Right. <laughs> right. If, there, if there's a Friday that I don't feel like getting my butt out of bed and coming right. in here in the middle of the night, I'll log on and I'll do it from the house. Not because there's some bug floating around, but no. because I want to. I want to I want to sit in my underwear and talk to you. Well, I'm going to keep. Well, that's, thanks for that. Image. Welcome. I'm going to keep coming in here, and if I, you know, and if I give it to everybody in the building, well, uh, so well, be you, it, you know, I think I, you did <laughs> a month ago. What? No, I'm kidding. See how you are. <laughs> so I, I, no, you, you ain't getting me back in the, into that frame of thinking. You're just not. But uh, how much you want to bet? I mean, again, we, we, the theme of the day is the dark thoughts that we immediately have when we consider Sean, we decisions made by our government. We got an election no, coming up. Election time. What's what's pandemic is coming our way this time, man? You bet. We're going to have something that's going to take us all out. Bora Bora. Joe's going to be in the. uh, Joe's not going to (laughs) be. Joe is not going to be. He's just not going to be in the deal. The Bidens can't get anything right. Not a damn thing. Remember, major bank accounts aren't too bad. Well, yeah, but you know, in general, criminals. Yeah. So remember, major the dog, and uh, they had to get rid of major because major was biting everybody at the White House. Oh, yeah. And they replaced Major with Commander. Now Commander has bitten six people plus a Secret <laughs> Service guy. Oh, God. So you guys, are just, you guys just can't get anything right. You, you just can't. Get, just a, can't. get a White House cat, yeah. man. Just really. get a damn cat. Or nothing at all. Or a just, hamster. You know, you know, just... Jill, just pet Joe a few times. He'll never know. He'll he'll, he'll enjoy. He's, it, he's quite dog-like at yeah. this point. You won't know the, know the difference. And you know he loves sniffing. So Yeesh. let him sniff you a couple of times a day, and he'll be happy. Why, and you know that'll be fine. Why do I think Jill is the only person he doesn't sniff? Well, you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Would you? <laughs> no. Okay, just asking. <laughs> I bet she reeks of freaking privilege and wine and cheese. Just curious. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Wine and Cheese Day today. It's hmm, a good idea. It is Wine and Cheese yeah, Day. Okay. Uh, we talked about this in the holidays. Right, and, yeah, yeah that is uh, about as Caucasian a holiday yeah. as you can possibly get. But I have, I have gone to Wine and Cheese Festival before. I'm a white guy, so what can I say? You right, know? right. I have to have a card to get in. Now, you're, I, you're a white guy Could I have a card. side of asparagus with that, please? Yeah, of course. With the brie? The other thing was, can we talk about dope? Sure. 
I saw this story, and I just looked at the headline. I don't know if you saw it or not, but the dope these days, there's, oh, yeah. there's a psychologist or somebody. Who's, I, I, yeah, I saw the article. Yeah. Did you see it? Well, then fill me in on the body because I just looked at the headline, the first paragraph. Well, so. he's, he's a guy saying that, you know, the, the legalizing of weed, which I think it's like 26 or 23 states at this point of legalized weed. Yeah. Um, it's creating a mental health crisis because the weed now, it's crossbred. It's so strong that it's affecting brain chemistry, which stands to reason. Because one thing I've picked up on, because I, I, don't, I don't smoke grass anymore, uh, I, I do the CBD gummies, which I've talked about before, which are illegal, and it, they don't get you high, but it's kind of like a, like a mood enhancer or a muscle relaxing kind of a thing for me. But I don't really miss smoking the marijuana because, yes, it's gotten so strong. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let's let's talk about that for a second. Sure. I know nothing about it. Sure. Okay. Archie. Yes, we know. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, not missing out on anything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I am libertarian enough where I feel like if that's what you want to put in your body, oh, sure. then put it in your body. The part the problem comes to me when you start to affect other people. Sure. So that's what I picked up on this. This guy, his, I guess he's a researcher, whatever he is, was saying we're creating this psychosis issue is what I saw psychosis psychosis in the headline. And it's it's an issue of psychosis because this stuff is so strong now right. that particularly in kids, their brain not fully developed and so on. Well, yeah, I, and I've, I've said for a long time, you know, and this is usually falls on deaf ears, but don't smoke pot until you're in your early 20s if you want to smoke it because your brain is still forming yeah. and the stuff is really, really strong. I, I if, if there would be a benefit, I mean, I, he also mentions, you know, what happens, and I've seen this in Denver and you've seen this in towns where they legalize weed, is that unfortunately a lot of other social crap comes with it. There's Correct. more homelessness. Right. It leads, for some people, it leads to harder drugs. I used to not believe in the gateway drug argument with pot. Mm. But when you look at the strength and the intensity of the pot they're Correct. creating now. Correct. It's not the same high you were getting 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, what they were smoking at Woodstock, completely different than this stuff, well, right? in the totally 80s, different. Yeah. It, was, it was not... Right. But like I'm just saying, I'm, I'm giving somebody yeah, a, a yeah. reference point right. that they, you know, a picture in their mind would be Woodstock and all those hippies dancing around. They weren't doing this. Now, they were doing LSD and stuff, too, but this is a different brand of weed. This is not your dad's weed is what I understand. Well, it's extremely right. strong yeah. THC, right. and they, they crossbreed several different kinds, yeah. and they're synthetics. And, you so know. N- knowing that and knowing what I know about, okay, and, and my position is you can do that as long as it's not going to harm anybody else, but it looks like he's talking about a national mental health crisis, which then does affect everybody else. Well, it, right? I, I would say that the higher the THC level, unfortunately, the higher uh, the stuff that happens to you on, let's call it normal weed. So, I mean, if you're smoking normal weed, I call it normal weed, you're going to chill out, you're going to watch some TV, you're going to eat some Twinkies, and that's and you're not going to do a whole lot, but that's, you know, pretty much it. If the THC is in, you know, that high and that intense, well then you're going to do more of that. So, you know what I mean, it's, in right. my opinion. So, that's where you get people because the high is creeping up on what would be a, an opioid high. Yeah. And that you, you can't tell me that's not addictive. There's so, there's, there's no way around the fact that it's you're going to get addicted to that if it's that intense. Right. So let's stick with the, the libertarian side of it for just a minute. 
and that is it's your body. If you want to sure. put that into your Which body, in. put yeah. it into your body. You know, we've got yeah. alcohol. Alcohol can really screw you up, and it does people every day. But as long as it doesn't affect anybody else. Sure. As long as it doesn't affect anybody else. But what he's talking about and what others have talked about with these states that are legalizing it now, because it's not the same pot, it is affecting other people because it's creating a mental health crisis that does affect the community overall and the, sure. and the country overall. Because there's so many people doing it and doing these stronger versions that it is affecting communities as a whole. Like you said, homelessness is, is skyrocketing right. now. And a lot of it can go back to the use of this stronger pot. Well, again, the the levels are just insane. Right. I mean, you know, I, you, you can now go into a place like Colorado, go to one of these dispos and get yourself a, get yourself a gummy right. and pop it back. And you really don't know exactly how much is in there and how it's going to affect you. And people pop the gummies like candy because they yeah. it takes a little while to hit you. Yeah. And it's not that they're overdosing, but they just don't realize how much THC they're taking in. So if you were to legalize it across the board, which I think will probably eventually will happen, you are going to sort of have to regulate the hell out of it and and keep it at certain healthy levels so people don't, you know, really hurt themselves. I don't know that it will. Now, I always thought that it did, and I was kind of an advocate for it, you know. Oh, I still am. I'd smoke it tomorrow if it went legal. I remember, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and see, that's the thing. It, if it were legal tomorrow, it still wouldn't change me. Right, you right. Know what I'm saying? Well, that's, yeah, and I had yeah. that conversation with Lars Larson here uh, in person on the air, in that he he you know completely opposed to. Well, uh, I was there. We did the. Yeah, we were with him that that's day. right. Yeah. And I said, look, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, libertarian says yes, you can do this as long as it doesn't affect anybody else, right? As long as you can control yourself and you're not going out and driving and killing people or murdering people because you got whacked on some sort of drug or whatever. But now that we, I think the argument this guy was making is you're talking about a health care crisis that the rest of the community then is going to have to deal with. Because there's enough people, as you continue to legalize this very strong weed, enough people are doing it where it's affecting entire communities, right? Well, yeah, but that's the point. But there's always a counter argument, and the counter argument is alcohol. No, I know. Uh, you, you can't get time. around the legalization of alcohol, which wreaks havoc on the community and havoc on people's lives. Uh, and as long as, you, you, in other words, that's how you, the, the, the advocates for legalizing weed will say, well, it's still a safer drug to use than alcohol. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, you you people need to be educated though about how powerful this weed is so, that right. a lot of people aren't really getting so that was my argument yeah. with, with lars when we were doing that show is that i said okay explain to me then how it's okay that i can run down to the corner here and buy all the alcohol right. i want to buy but it's not okay to buy marijuana how is that you know and he went into the gateway stuff and all that i don't want to relitigate that but i was at a cbd store a few months ago right uh, with a friend, we were just you know he he had to go in there and pick something up, so I was in there with him. Right next door to the CBD store was an alcohol was a <laughs> liquor store, right? And I'm looking at that, going, okay, there's a dichotomy right there. So here in Texas, you can't have THC in the in the CBD, right? Well, no, you can, but right. it's it's a certain molecular count. <laughs> but it, but. But you, can, it's not full on THC, right? They have to mess with it to change it a little bit. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not allowed I mean, to have it's, THC. It, it literally yeah. is the difference of a molecule, right? 
right, right, right. Yeah. But it's still not it. It's still not what you no, get in it's Vegas. No, THC. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's a molecular thing. It's, it's, T, it's actual THC. Is it the strength of what you get in Las Vegas? It's uh, not the strength Chicago. of what you get in a legal state, no. Yeah, right. That's right. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, the government will catch up and yeah. they'll, <laughs> they're just behind the They always the are. Yeah, yeah. They always are, yeah. right? But my point was, I sit there and I'm going, and I said to the guy at the CBD store, can't imagine you can't have full-on THC in this. And you can go right over there and buy all the tequila or whiskey you want and be screwed up worse. Sure. <laughs> it said, doesn't oh, make I, any sense. I, I'd be the first person sense. in line saying, I'd rather you smoke pot than yeah. drink. Uh-huh. You know, drinking will ruin your life. Yeah. You know, not that pot won't. But I, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very anti-alcohol <laughs> right now. And, 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 yeah, and I, I'd really rather, you know, uh, it, 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 people smoke pot than, than drink. I, because because drinking is celebrated in this country, and we celebrate everything with drinking, and it you know ruins a lot of people's lives. I, I'd much rather. I again, I agree with you with all these danger signs about legalized weed. You know, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. I think it's also a young critter, and we got to learn how to sort of Don't saddle, misunderstand that, me. saddle I'm not, that horse. I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. <laughs> oh no, Don't I, yeah, I know me. you're not. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. I have very. I know people very well. Right. Very close to people that depend on it to deal with chronic pain sure and i would much rather these people in my life that have i mean severe sean can't get out of bed chronic pain, oh i know right? I and i would much rather them do that than take the opioids that they had been taking oh, yeah. for years you have just popping every every couple of hours another I opioid know all about that too yeah, right and, and, and you i'd know, much and, rather them smoke a joint than do that well, right and 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 i had a buddy die of throat cancer and uh the only thing that eased his pain was smoking a joint right he couldn't get it i mean it's beyond comprehension how painful cancer can be right and if the they can do it with the pot god bless him because the opioids will also screw you up i and jimmy jump in here i i um uh, Growing up as an athlete, I have a lot of friends that went on to play pro sports and right. various. You know, oh, the NFL guys are using it left right. and right because they can barely walk. Yeah. I mean, I talked about Earl Campbell earlier. Earl Campbell's in a wheelchair, right? right? Guys like that that went to that level, and I never did. I never went to that level. But guys went to that level. They hurt all the time, and everything sure. hurts all the time. Right. You look at okay. I'll give you a couple of other examples, just real quick, and then say what you want to say. Elvis Presley was the first opioid death. Mm. The big, big star that we had that flashed on the screen, you know, opioid death. Uh, and it was because of chronic pain. The man was in constant pain. Prince, he was an opioid death, and it's because he was in constant, constant sure. pain. Had he chosen to medicate a different way with maybe pot or gummies or whatever, he might still be with us today. Opioids Perhaps, killed him. Yeah. I mean, uh, the... So. the I, I can tell you from personal experience, the problem with painkillers and opioids is that when you take them every day, you don't know you're high. Correct. Uh, you really don't. Right. You don't feel high. You don't think you're high until it goes away. That's and right. The, and the withdrawals kick in, uh, which can be horrible. So, you know, yeah, the, the, definitely pain management via marijuana is and, a good idea. And right now the marijuana industry is doing their own regulation. They don't have the government involved. Yeah. So they're... It's just like alcohol. There's crap liquor and there's good liquor. Yeah. The good dispensaries, the good growing companies, they have everything labeled. It uh-huh. says how many milligrams are in the gummies. Right. The crap ones, they're, you, they're not labeled. You have no idea. So you just have to, if you're in a state that is legal, you have to trust the dispensary that you go to and follow the brands that you're buying. Well, Otherwise, you don't know. And one final thing. Willie is, is 90 years old, so that'll tell you everything you need <laughs>
<laughs> Willie is 90 freaking years old and liable to outlive us I, all. I, I think if he stopped smoking grass, he would just <laughs> become a pile of dust and float saying. away in the wind. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to make some of my world-famous fajitas today. Go make fajitas? Yes, I am. That's the plan today. And, man, you have... You haven't lived till you wrapped a lip around my fajitas. Just telling you. That's eh, getting a little graphic there. That's an image I don't know if I want in my mind. And so, Thanks uh, for putting it there. You're welcome. We had my son made crispy tacos last night. Yeah. And it was really good while we was at class. You know what Nancy's making right now in the Instapot is frijoles pinto. Those are beans, right? Yeah, pinto beans. <laughs> pinto beans. She even puts a little bit of beer in there. Really? Uh, yeah, you can taste it. It's so nice. good the way she makes them. So. I fried up some beans the other day, but it didn't work, so I had to refry them. <laughs> see? I'm here all week. You could see that one coming a mile. <laughs> but, no, we. Uh, I, I was telling you off mic, I could eat... His, I could eat Mexican food seven days a week. I never get good Mexican food. I yeah. never get tired of, man. We uh, we do our fair share of Italian around that. I like so, Italian, yeah, too. Really good. Now, you got Caparelli's right down where you live. We do, but she makes, I, for a Mexican girl, a Spanish girl, she can make right. Italian food like crazy. I, she got a little Italian in her somewhere along the way. Right. Yeah. I, I love Italian food. Umberto's, we just discovered that place. That's mm. good home-cooked Italian food. I think it's on the west side. So we, you're west side boy. Randy, side Randy, boy, Randy so. and I went there one time. And I love. I just love food. So now we're hungry. <laughs> I got the munchies. We do have to. We talk about pot. Yeah, we talk right. about food. It's after that last discussion. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you, sir. I love you, San Antonio. Bye.